Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fight Against Mediocrity podcast. I'm Kevin Karchner, world champion unicyclist, and after selling $50 million in products and services, I left my dad's company and created the Fight Against Mediocrity, where I've helped hundreds of business owners and entrepreneurs create their own economy. And today, uh, what we're going to talk about is at some point in your life, people will tell you no, and your attitude around that will determine your future success in life and business in your relationships. And I'm going to teach you how the most successful people in the world handle rejection. And you can expect to accomplish more with less friction once you know these secrets. So this all started about two years ago. I'm going to be the first person in the world to accomplish and complete a um, full Ironman on a unicycle. And if you don't know what an Ironman is, it is a triathlon and it's a freaking long long distances. So it's like a two mile swim, um, two mile swim, a hundred and two mile bike ride, um, unicycle in my case, and a two point or sorry, and then a full marathon at the end. So two mile swim, hundred mile bike ride, full marathon at the end, 26.2 miles run crazy. Right. And it's kind of a long story how I, how I got into it, but um, basically I've competed in all over the country and world unicycling professionally as a, a professional street unicyclist. I play second in North America and fourth in the world, uh, fourth in the world in Italy. And at a point I was like, okay, this isn't bringing in a lot of money, unfortunately. And my legs always hurt after I'm done riding. Basically imagine skateboarding on a unicycle. So I'm like, how can I keep doing this? But not just wreck myself. And so what I did is I was like, well, I can do distance riding on a unicycle. They have a big wheel. It's 36 inches tall. So three feet tall. And you can do, um, it's called a commuter. So you can do distance riding on it. It's like, yeah, let's do that. And so I signed up for a triathlon and, uh, was super scared, trained way hard and did the biking portion on my unicycle and everyone was freaking out. And ever since then, I was like, I'm going to do a, tr- a full Ironman on a unicycle. And so there are four distances in the triathlons. There's sprint, Olympic, half Ironman, full Ironman. And they double in size each time. So a sprint is a 1,500 meter swim, 12.2-ish mile bike ride, and a 5K. And then just double that all the way up to um, a full Ironman. So I've done a sprint, I've done an Olympic, and I'm going to do a half Ironman this fall. So that's just under a two mile swim, um, 50 mile bike ride, unicycle ride and a half marathon. So 13.1 miles. And so I start looking for different events that I can do. And two years ago, I reached out to Ironman. Ironman is actually a brand. And so they put on events all over the world, literally all over the world, um, of triathlons and they have rules. And so I asked them, Hey, I gave them my spiel. Um, Hey, I'm a previous professional unicyclist. I've done other triathlons. I want to be the first person in the world to do an Ironman on a unicycle. I've done these other events. Here's a video of me. Here's a picture of me. Can I, can I compete? Can I race? And they, I waited, no response. I responded again. Hey, I haven't heard back. Like, what can I do? They're like, Hey, sorry, we're just reaching out to our rule people, our guidelines and, and seeing if we can make it work. I'm like, okay, cool. Just let me know. A few days later I hear back and they say no. 
Now, I don't take the first no. I say, well, is there any way, like anything that I can do? Can we change the rules? Whatever. They're like, no, sorry, we just can't do it. So what I ended up doing is I found another event that's not sanctioned by Ironman, and I've been I've been competing in those. Um, but I haven't done a half Ironman yet, so I wanted to find one that wasn't super hilly um, that I could do, and that was this fall. So I found one. It was October 1st in Vegas, um, but upon further inspection, apparently it's like just under a half Ironman, so like 48 miles instead of 50-mile bike, uh, like 11 mile run instead of a 13 mile run. And I just felt wrong about that. I was like, well, I'm not going to do it. And then I can't really say I did a half Ironman because I was just below it. Like I better just find a different one. And so I went around and I found a few that would work with my schedule and everything. And I, I reached out to them and just let me move this and said, Hey, can I do the event? And I got two no's and one maybe. And then the maybe was like, well, you can do it, but it's going to be super hilly and then whatever. And so he's like, ah, I'd rather you didn't, but if you really want to, like you can. And I, I started looking at that one and it ended up just like not being a good timing and fit. And so I'm like, crap, I can't find one that works um, with my schedule. I can't find one that's going to work as far as the elevation um, and that they'll let me do it. So I sat there and, I, and at that point I was like, well, I set a goal for this year to do it. So I have to figure out a way to do it. And then because I didn't negotiate, because I was like, I have to do it, something popped into my head. And I'm like, well, I'm going to Florida in November for Thanksgiving. Why don't I just do one while I'm there and just do it by myself? And it never really hit me before that that wasn't even an option because I love doing the races. I love getting the medals and all that stuff. But I'm like, yeah, why don't I just do that? Like, I'm, yeah, let's do that. And so my point is oftentimes a lot of people, I don't know the percentage, but a lot of people in that situation would have said, it's too hard. Everyone told me no, I better just not do it. Like, it's a good excuse just not to do it. But here's what I want to share with you. And then I'll share two stories of very successful people um, as, as examples. So when most people hear the word no, it can't be done, it's impossible, uh, that's the rule or whatever, they quit. That's how we've been conditioned. In school, you break a rule, you don't do it again. We have rules that you just don't break. And so in life, we think that there are all these rules where really there aren't any rules. Well, there's the law, but you know what I mean. Like no, there's no rule that says I can't keep pushing until I do an Ironman. It's, it's all inside of me. And... I'm going to do one. I'm going to be the first person in the world to do an Ironman on a unicycle. And I'm going to do a half Ironman this November. It's not negotiable. I'm going to figure it out and I do it. I overcome it. Here's the key. When you confront walls in life between you and your goals, it's not that that wall is meant to keep you out. It's actually meant to be a test of how bad you want it and keep those who don't want it bad enough out. Think about that for a second. So next time you come up on a roadblock, it's not meant to keep you from your goal. It's meant to, so that you can prove yourself that you really want it and keep those who don't really want it out. That's why starting a business, being a millionaire, making a lot of money, being great at sales, having a great marriage are all hard um, and are not easy because you have to prove that you really want it. Does that make sense? And so two examples. First is Henry Ford. 
when they were building the uh, the Model T or, or one of the Ford models. He's like, we need to make an engine, eight. I think it was eight cylinder, but cast in one, like not welded together, but cast in one. I hope I'm saying that right, but that's essentially what he said. And the engineer said, no, it's not possible. And he said, yes, it is. Figure it out. Lo and behold, it was possible, and they figured it out. Second example, Todd Peterson, the owner of Vivint, um, when he started Vivint Solar, I think there were nine people, very successful people, that told him no. It, can't do it. It's possible. It's a stupid idea. You're not going to be able to do it. You should give up. And he said, watch me. And when Vivint Solar went public on the New York Stock Exchange, he was wearing a t-shirt that had the faces of all nine people who told him no. And that just like fueled him. So here's the thing, guys. When you hear no, whether it's in sales, whether it's starting a business, whether it's from your friends, your family, strangers, when you hear no, it's not meant to keep you out. It's meant to prove to you or prove how bad you want it to keep those who don't really want it out. It's, it's meant to help you refine your skills. When you hear no in a sales conversation, it's not meant to say like, oh, well, sales is, doesn't work. I'm not going to do it anymore. It's meant to say, okay, well, how can I get better at this? When you start a business and you fail, it's not meant to say you can never do it. It's meant to say, okay, well, how bad do I really want this? Am I going to try again? So things aren't meant to keep you out. They're meant to prove how bad you want it. Hopefully this was helpful. Um, just a quick podcast for you guys. I'd love to hear your comments. If you found this useful, um, please give it a five-star rating, um, share it with people, subscribe, uh, you know, I put these out for free. And so, uh, that's really what you can do for me is just share it and help more people, um, learn these principles. Um, if you want to learn more, you can go grab my book, uh, the talk is cheap, the fight against mediocrity.com. There should be a link down in the description to grab it. Hope you guys have a fantastic day and we'll catch you on the next episode. I'm a kitty, you know I be on the way yeah. You know I be on the way